Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. And our continuation of the celebration of William Smith. That's right. Can't get enough of this guy. Oh, never. <laughs> he's he's a true gift to the acting world. I'm so happy he exists. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. And yeah, one of our favorites, William Smith, passed away recently. And we've freebased a ton of William Smith <laughs> in did, the subsequent weeks. Yeah, we did that William Smith fucking film festival. Yeah, it was great. And we could have done filled the weekends of the rest of the month with this guy's movies. Yeah, really. His career is so huge. And tonight we got, oh man, <laughs> you know I've been dying to do an episode on this one. This is a big one, especially for Eric, who's got two different copies of the movie <laughs> while we talk about it. I got my it. VHS, I got my Blu-ray of it. I've been trying to edge this one into the conversation and looking for <laughs> any excuse to... You know, we haven't done any 1989 straight-to-video low-budget action movies. Hmm, you're right. Do you ever. have any in mind? <laughs> uh, there's the, you know. Uh, so I've been trying to find a way to nudge it in, and this was a, a great example of the gold <laughs> William Smith can bring to a low-budget straight-to-video action flick. Very low-budget. So with his recent passing, it seemed like the perfect time. And for a movie I've been dying to do for a year i think it totally delivered this is the kind of stuff that i think the crime drama thriller market is really benefiting most from the recent straight to video era resurgence because those movies we've seen so many examples now of them being cheap but having a lot of stunt guys who were like hungry it's all on the screen it's yeah. all up there. It is done real, and these guys are crazy. These guys are making fucking mud show outlaw movie cinema with yeah. this kind of stunt work. This is one of the craziest ones. This is Action USA. Action USA is such a... All-American action, baby. Yeah, hey man. This is a cool, definitely homemade... You know, this is... Uh, <laughs> On the cheap. It's cheap, but has a level of, like fuck it, we're doing it, and risk-taking that is so admirable that really makes it excel its budget. It's got cool, funny, stupid characters. Gregory Scott Cummins, who we've really... He's a guy we've kind of fallen in love with the last few years. Hmm. He is Mac's dad on Always Sunny. Yeah. And has a great role on Bosch. Scary dude. But he had this... (laughs) So now he's had this great in his 50s career resurgence where he's gotten more work than ever but he has this whole other career in the 80s as a creepy-eyed Mel Gibson lethal weapon type guy yeah and did stuff like hack a lantern mhm <laughs> you know and you know deadly addiction all that kind of straight to video <laughs> shit he was this kind of fake straight to video lead like Michael Dudikoff big time <laughs> this Those is kind that, of vibes. this is that kind of yeah prototypical role of that 
here. He is. This is a full-on lethal weapon ripoff. This movie. Oh yeah. This has not only got the wild-eyed Mel Gibson ripoff. It's got the Murtaugh. Dude, the uh, this is a shameful Murtaugh. Panama. Right? Panama. Panama's a. Now correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but this is the guy that's also in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, right? No. It's the same bro. It's the same tie and suit. It's not Dean Lerner. It's the same mustache. This guy looked more like Jordan Peele doing a guy. Oh, that's a good call too. It's such a... You know, <laughs> the movie has this incredible blend of on the fly, like, we're making this movie in 12 days mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. We can't afford to fuck this up, but it, that adds to the craziness of it. And it's just got this wild-eyed kind of risk-taking fun that keeps it really buoyant for the full... This has recently become a huge uh, cult favorite. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome did an amazing Blu-ray of it. And it was one of their fastest sellers ever. Uh, You know, because it's Vinegar Syndrome, this one actually got 6,000 copies. Usually they get less. That's 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 big for a modern straight to video blu-ray but their fastest stuff lately has been rad Mm. movies like that that are really huge cult this one was pretty unknown and it's been a more you know 30 years later resurgence and i love that that's always a movie story i love why why do you think this one's gotten that resurgence people just seen the clips so i think vinegar syndrome you know they're really carving out their their niche they've really become a huge presence Mm -hmm. in reviving some of these incredible movies and presenting them better than they've ever looked. We've seen some absolute trash that they've put out like body milt, (laughs) some real garbage stuff we love, but, but yeah, I am so happy that it gets put in these beautiful, you know, the criterion of, of schlock. Exactly. I love that. And action USA is just one that, you know, we, nobody had seen it. This one is a video store, you know, rarity. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a huge movie like Rad from a specific time period. And so it's presenting it to just a whole new audience to a people, you know, an audience kind of used to, to already appreciating shit. Yeah. You know, having a real soft spot for, for bad knockoff Bronson movies. And, uh, well, just the level of, like you said, actual stunts, real guys, real guys doing these movies, car this- chases, Big, uh-huh. big explosions, you know, stuff that they would CGI nowadays. To be able to go back and see a movie like this that is just a straight-up showcase of stunts yeah. and action sequences. This movie, at minimum, pretty cool. would play as an incredible long trailer. <laughs> you could make the most sure. insane three-minute trailer. People would not movie. believe it if they saw it. Yeah, that's the, the kind of thing where these movies that, you know, might have gotten a, a cult... Str- direct-to-video run if just more people had seen a trailer for Mm -hmm. some of the action in this movie it's amazing it didn't have the same kind of resurgence that jackie chan got in america from those trailers seeing him on a train and super cop right it's just like of course i am seeing this you know seeing him going through a ladder and guys just like this is incredible i'm obviously (laughs) gonna see this guy a highlight reel of action usa is wild it starts i mean right from the get-go we've yeah. got one of those sick <laughs> big <laughs> engine coming out of the hood cars yeah some corvette racing around the guy and his girl in the in the uh, convertible just 
roaring some first person car weaving in and yeah. out of traffic some, action some nitrous uh, in the back there going off and yeah then we real get, hot shot yeah we get them uh, we get some nice uh, love making in the okay. first five minutes this movie jumps in <laughs> and then we get no, a huge sequence right after the, that this love making this movie is the such a it feels almost cheap european okay because there's dubbing at the beginning, yeah. and the camera angles, and people talk very stilted, like in dubbed giallos. Except it, it's in a total action setting. Yeah, it also f- sometimes feels like a porn parody. It does. <laughs> we fall into weird habits sometime of watching movies, and it's Vinegar Syndrome's fault. This is what this, <laughs> this is one's on part you, of the BS. poison that, that that they've injected into our movie watching is. We've watched enough movies from them that always threaten to turn into pornography <laughs> and sometimes does. They have a lot of they they release actual vintage pornography, but they also release stuff that is a uh, <laughs> crossover. Yeah. Intense. Soft Five core. loose women that kind of thing. It's a a lot more pornographic some of the jailbreak women in, Some of the women in jail stuff, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and so they cross over that line, and there's some blurred lines, and so when you watch something from them, you never quite know yeah. just how much. So right at the beginning, yeah, it feels like this kind of cheap European porno, with cool, but with also sick car uh, <laughs> putting you right in the pilot seat kind of thing. But the lovemaking. That's when the dubbing kicks in. Mm-hmm. And they're saying those kind of things that just like, that the best Giallo movies have, the kind of dialogue where you're like, they've heard people talk to other people, right? Like, they right. know how people say words to others. Well, now, is it your natural reaction when a woman takes off her top and shows you her, her breasts to just say, those look good? <laughs> you know? Or whatever that guy, he does says something dumb like that. So the that. thing is, it takes... <laughs> okay, those are good. There's certain kind of charisma that... I could see Seth Rogen... Doing a, oh, those look good, you know, like, uh, but this is like a dubbed, like, well, those look good. (laughs) I couldn't tell if this was like a first date or long-term relationship. Really didn't understand the relationship between Carmen and... They didn't seem to know who each other were, but they also seemed like they were boyfriend, girlfriend who knew each other. But also his, he was really just like, yeah, buddy, you know, just... More unzip and less commentary. Because not only did he uh, say like, well, you know, thumbs up to to the boobs there. He also said like, he was like taking her pants off and he said something like, let's get to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, come on. Now to the business at hand. But then she, um, there wasn't like dirty talk really, but she she did do some like, you know, very quick, that fast giallo talking. This movie is not a giallo, but immediately feels like one to yeah. me. Going in knowing... only The only thing I knew about it was how quickly it had sold out at Vinegar Syndrome. I got mine, but because uh, I'm a subscriber to that money pit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, it sold out really quick and very kind of unexpectedly, since it wasn't one with a huge rep before this. So it's really had this huge resurgence were. in the last two years, thanks to thanks to them, and <laughs> this Vinegar Syndrome always gives us these movies with these unknown, very pretty, striking women giving very bad dialogue. <laughs> and now that we've watched way more Italian movies, there's always this very fast, stilted, almost anime way of talking from a lot of the women dubbing, 
And so her sex talk is all stuff like, I missed you. You're so bad. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, boy, these, these people have a weird chemistry right now. I'm not understanding their vibes. Uh, they really don't seem to know each other because none of this talk feels uh, exactly at all comfortable or natural. Just a weird way. And then, like... On the gas, Freddie Mercury kicks in their door. Oh Lord, Beefcake Freddie Mercury <laughs> shows Beefcake up. Beefcake Mercury. This again, it's like it feels like this movie came from another dimension yeah. or something. Where... It's the best kind of sh- homemade shit, like <laughs> Miami Connection. Yeah, where a guy makes a sincere ass-kicking movie, and there's going to be hit or misses, and there's going to be some non-actors, but William Smith always wound up in those kind of movies, guys' pet project movies. And he's kind of a Ron Perlman later, mm. who shows yeah. up in a lot of cheap movies. But he likes working with first-time directors. Bring in this professional, cool guy charisma to a... Right. It, it immediately spruces up the joint. He probably knew this guy. The director, John Stewart, was a stuntman. This so. is an amazing... We have a huge soft spot for the stuntman who also does... Who gets to make his own? He gets to do his own movies. Movie. He gets to do, uh, you know, acting appearances a third of the time. You right. know, a guy that really I, I love those guys because they're always cool. I we love character actors. It doesn't get more character actor than a guy can that can really fall off a building. Right. Well, it it feels like again so much of this movie is John Stewart, the stuntman, also going like, you know what I've always wanted to do. Hang a guy outside of a helicopter for four and a half minutes that's, of film time. That's why I think this straight-to-video crime drama is such a goldmine, is because these people were so creative. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like, oh, this is a great plot. I'm really... But more in a like... This is not you a know great what? plot. It was filled <laughs> with nothing but guys who just wanted to make a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. This dude was a stuntman who is in some... Very cool stuff, especially within the straight-to-video horror, sci-fi. I mean, you know, the Phantasm sequels he did mm. stunts for mm-hmm. and stuff like Witchboard and Witchboard 2, oh, which yeah. have very cool uh, stunts for a, for a horror kind of movie. Cool action like Deadly Target and Leprechaun sequels, just Hello. all sorts of a working <laughs> stuntman. Sure. You know, and a guy around movies making connections – and then eventually, you know, getting acting gigs, doing other stuff, always playing a thug or a guy who has to take a fall. Mm-hmm. The perfect kind of awesome character actor crossover. Right. But he's also got a story. Like, he gets story yeah, credit on this, too. Yeah, he gets story credit. This is the picture he wanted like, to make. Yeah. He made his connections. He got to make his dream movie. And he wants to put all the ideas he's learned, all the stunts that he's like, man, wouldn't it be cool? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they're just all there. The crew that he assembles... So watching this movie, when you watch a Lustig movie mm-hmm. and you see the Spiro Rosados, the perfect team. Right. You know, the as good as Carpenter and Russell, you know, Lustig and Spiro. Spiro had just the most insane risk-taking, the craziest falls, the biggest dives, you know, and also very inventive. Mm-hmm. I was like, who the hell is the stunt coordinator on this, you know? And I looked, there's 15 guys credited. Oh, yeah. So it's all got to be John Stewart himself, also writing, also directing his passion project. Because, yeah, this. 
<laughs> the stuntmen, all of them. Oh my god. It's all these guys like with fake names like Crash Thompson <laughs> or uh <laughs> like one guy I swear is named Rod Shaft. Oh yeah. Just like this Real is 15 Rod. guys who just crash cars drink they, these guys are basically meatball. You oh, know yeah. it. Cuz the stu- but the stunts in this movie. You can jokingly bill yourself as Rod Shaft. When you contribute to a movie that 10 minutes in has a guy getting hung by one leg out of a helicopter as you are clearly watching a helicopter flying around downtown Waco, Texas. Exactly. You yeah. are you are seeing this helicopter fly past 15 story and up buildings with a man hanging by one leg. They are not faking it. There is no green screen here. This is these guys making a fucking crate. Because you know if they're filming this shot, you know there's a second helicopter. <laughs> We're in a two helicopter production here. Man. Already no this is like a this guy is making his yeah. art. Yeah, to open that way is pretty much like that's a that's a big statement. You know, yeah, just man. like this is what you're in for here. There the that era and direct to video in in particular that same year was William Lustig's Hit List, mm, mm-hmm. which is is really great and very similar, actually, <laughs> to Action USA. Mm. It even has the both equally great, tough to compare, even though they're so similar, parking garage chase scene. I noticed that, yeah, because very yeah, similar. We saw shot. a Hit List a while ago, and yeah, I was kind of like, isn't that uh, kind of like <laughs> Hit List is one of those where... sadly. But I'm sure there's a hundred movies where there's yeah, a parking it was garage that chase. Genre you know? in that era. A parking garage was a cool, like, hey, you know, we can get in there and do a chase. We can shut down a parking garage for a Sunday right. night. You know, we can do this chase. And the hitless chase is one of you know, that's a sadly lost lustig movie. Must be rights hell because it never made it past VHS. And he's a guy who's released all of his own movies on 4K. Right. Now. And so that one's just VHS and maybe laser. Something's up with it, yeah. And it features some of the all-time craziest Spiro for a guy known for his standout stunts. Mm-hmm. That scene in the parking garage where he's holding on to the top of a truck, narrowly ducking his head under low concrete ceilings, looks like you came close to almost seeing a man die. Yeah. It was so butt grip to seat grabbing your chair like well and then uh yeah i'm gonna witness something bad this movie is 90 minutes of that yeah right this after, has a lot right after the helicopter he gets dropped into a river takes, oh this movie yeah. loves filming these long distance shots of guys falling off something high yeah just as if they're showing yeah see how high that is they're like setting it up stuff There's for five scale. cameras to show you uh-huh yeah. you need to see how far this guy's falling and people fall heights yeah. in Action USA. It takes a while every time. He survives it, gets back in the car well, with his into girlfriend. Water. It's into, it's into water. water. But a man Big drop. dropped from like Big 150 drop. feet at least uh, into water. But yeah, the scene's not over. They continue the chase. Then they end up going airborne over a school bus. Oh, the jeez. Then they go through a trailer that explodes into one of the bigger fireballs you'll see until later in the movie. And, like, this is, yeah, again, all in the first 10 minutes. 
It's yeah. Like, holy. So this didn't have. Shit. Yeah. Once you get, you do not get much time to breathe in between this guy getting thrown out of a helicopter mm-hmm. over a body of water after being shaken down literally by a pant leg <laughs> for information. These. This movie's ten minutes in, and my heart is like racing watching this guy hanging out of a helicopter. This is already like <laughs> action USA. Am I right? <laughs> This is one of those things where maybe I'm a sicko like the people that think the that thought indie wrestling was going to become a big thing after the wrestler. Mm. Like, oh, this is going to people are it's like, yeah, people are going to watch the wrestler and be dying to get into this scene. You know, I wouldn't I wonder if when like the David Koresh Branch Davidian cult <laughs> got all all big press in the late 80s or early 90s, if Action USA is like uh, Waco, Texas is in the news that could be good for us. We could get some of that. <laughs> we can get some of that Waco, you know, cashola cuz I love seeing these uh in Texas town. Yeah, there's some good Texas footage. It's very Texas. A- late 80s Texas action. Yeah. is well represented on straight to video and yeah. Holy shit. They Texas. make some cool use out of downtown Waco cuz right after a man gets dropped into some lake you're having this insane street chase while the parking garage chase is intense but didn't have a man having almost getting beheaded by a concrete ceiling once they're out of the parking garage on a sidewalk and gassed freddie mercury (laughs) is standing up in a car that is clearly going very fast right this is not sped up action this is a fast street that seems more crowded than a lot of these action movie streets seem. Yeah, the extras were very good about not acting like they knew there were cars coming up right behind them. This movie so had a lot that, of people kind of had that like. I keep using this <laughs> term, but it it had that mud show quality where you were like, everybody knew about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody was aware that this car was going to be careening wildly <laughs> around this turn, right? Because a lot of people are standing very close and doing a very good job of not knowing a car would be careening around a corner. Yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, John Stewart is a guy who stunted in 70 movies, acted in 20, you know, got to direct a dozen. Cool career. A guy who got to just work getting consistent doing all this shit, just hanging into what he knew mm-hmm. in Hollywood, how he could contribute. And having this crazy ambition to be like, yeah, this guy's going to be standing up in a fast-moving car. I don't, want, I don't want this to look fake. They're going up, weaving hard onto sidewalks with people narrowly getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm thinking of the Spiro stunt with the Maniac Cop 2 with the car going down the windy hill, the guy hanging on to the outside of the car. Yeah, yeah. Or the best stuff in Invasion USA with Norris hanging on to the side of the truck. Just this, oh my God. They're really doing it. (laughs) They are doing this, man. They are doing it. And the sidewalk stuff with a guy standing, firing a gun, getting thrashed around in the top of a car. Badass. (laughs) Badass. That is already like, you know, ending with this sidewalk chase, jumping a school bus. There's the dialogue in this movie where Gregory Scott Cummins says stuff like, jump it, jump it, you know. 
that thing you could do in the 80s where you just jump 25 foot wide culverts yeah, yeah, by yeah. kind of just willing your old Buick <laughs> into the air. God bless them. But yeah, jump it, jump it, Panama. Yeah. And then, of course, the villains just eat shit. It's all Always. Boss Hog and Enos just fucking up chasing them Duke boys. <laughs> Except Action USA presents it fucking gritty and violent. It has like every cliche line of dialogue oh, yeah. in the book. It's got the We've Got Company line. It's, it's, <laughs> it's got, got We've Got Company. It's got the guy uh, going out going, uh, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> it's got... We got Everything. a great take on the I'll see you in hell. <laughs> when the guy who... So we do get cool twists. This It does Yeah, well, that, what's cool is, yeah, Freddie Mercury dies pretty quickly. And yeah, then we it, get a whole kill- new host of people to chase this girl who witnesses the murder. It's really exciting in the way it's kind it of that handles chase movie thing. who is the main character in the movie. It, it adds more to it than a typical straight-to-video action chase movie of this time. It really kept me guessing who this movie is focusing on and where this was going to turn. It made it seem like a much more intricate and well-laid-out plot. For a passion project, this is... How do you not fall in love with a guy who's clearly just like... He probably had this idea and been changing it and updating it and, you know, improving it and buffing it for a decade. Mm -hmm. Waiting Mm -hmm. for his chance to, to find somebody that... He fell in with the right director who knew a producer who could get him 10 grand. And then he gets to make his movie. You know, that's Lustig fell in with Joe Spinell. Spinell made 10 grand doing cruising. Mm-hmm. That became Maniac. You know, you just meet a guy and you can make it happen. That doesn't get to happen as much now. And right. watching a guy just get to do it and then get to include lines like, you think this guy's the main character. He just survived a, a helicopter drop. Right. I was already thinking, like, you know, this guy was kind of a loudmouth, but this guy is clearly very cool. <laughs> He's pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. Just jumped a school bus. Freddie Mercury just goes, eat lead, fucker. <laughs> Shoots him just right in the chest. And then in slow-mo, just like he fell out of a plane, he just goes like, motherfucker <laughs> as he like gets blown backwards into a yeah. lake okay we're doing it mm-hmm. we're doing it actually a couple USA. of good motherfuckers in this movie for <laughs> yeah. sure we've had good luck lately cruel jaws uh, <laughs> cruel jaws had a couple of real fun surprises sure. this is a golden era but see miami connection was much more homemade because it was guys that didn't really know how this one is low-key area veterans, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gaffers, all these guys that work on sets. And this is them all doing something fun. guy like this is probably, this is the equivalent of some guys that are like souping up their truck on the weekends, you know? They get to finally make this movie, and you can tell they knew to go out and get actual guys. Not just like, I'm using my karate class. (laughs) And I'm going to assume they can act as well as they high kick. Mm -hmm. That's how you get, you know, you guys, my father. (laughs) Like You don't have those moments in Action USA because you knew to get William Smith and you knew to get Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, Ross Hagen as Drago. Hoke Howell. Mm. Hoke Howell. Good lineup here. So you, you get Cameron Mitchell as like a mob boss. 
Mm-hmm. And he's another guy who, by the 90s, he was showing up in Alienator and, you know, Mystery Science Theater kind of stuff. But still a guy that worked 40 years mm-hmm. constantly. He was like Jack Palance if he didn't get the City Slickers break. Right. But here he gets these cool roles, like he this kingpin who's sitting with babes in a tub, smoking a cigar, taking phone calls, cracking yeah. jokes to the babes. Like, yeah, I'll, you're 60 yeah, years that. old. <laughs> I am taking this part. Yeah, this is acting, baby. Oh, so and then I get to wear cool track suits and be like, you fucked it up. <laughs> you, ah, these fucking guy. You know, it's like, oh my god. Give me those kind of character actor roles. I'd be in hog heaven. Right. Well, Ross Hagen. Do I get to keep this tracksuit? Yeah. Another cool old guy gets to play Drago, who's this hitman. And uh, when I'm in Texas, I dress like a Texan. I know. I don't. That's. I know. Full so, on I know so many guys. French coat mafia. I don't cowboy even know that look. guy. He's a, he's a cool guy. It's a classic Henry Silva kind yeah. of character. And oh man, but Hoke Howell, what a cool face. A real toothy kind of actor the that, guy in the denim jacket you know he's the classic like i know i've seen that guy before he but had i couldn't tell you a different kind of william smith career but a great 60s 70s tv actor mm-hmm. you know mcleod westerns all those kind you know picture him as like a saloon own, owner totally. you know with his just a great face great you know great guy to have on a screen but Getting into the 80s and 90s, he started getting way more roles as these kind of, you know, high-ranking thugs within an organization. Tough guys. And uh, also sci-fi movies like Alienator. (laughs) (laughs) But again, we love these old dudes showing up in this cool stuff. Give me all the George Kennedy in horror movies. It, eleva- it, it, ele- it elevates it, yeah, when you have those guys. Because they're actually really fun, even if they're doing really hokey stuff. These guys... And there's a whole thing between Hagen and uh, Howell about time that they've spent in different prisons. And it's like a cool character moment yeah. instead of being just like stupid time-filling But you there's know, so much fun, unexpected. Like, there's a little comedy, and there's this great scene with... Hoke Howell and Ross Hagen suddenly talking like existential philosophy. <laughs> sure. You know, and the other guy's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, you know, you got to look at the bigger picture out here. And they're just like a couple of hitmen, thief thugs. And mm-hmm. this movie just keeps kind of. That's a lot more interesting interest. than our heroes having a conversation about where do you want to eat every 10 minutes? Dude, these guys were always thinking. Well, I mean, Osborne and Panama, our heroes, are kind of, to me, the weakest part of this movie. I, just... I, I have really... Gregory Scott Cummins is a guy who's really... Uh, I've been getting excited for, and we have just keep coming across him now. He was in one of my movie day favorites that we got to watch several years ago, Stone Cold. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Lance Henriksen. Uh, he was a biker. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite... This is obscure, but you're going to know it immediately. You're going to picture it immediately. In Batman Returns, the best Batman movie. Okay. He's one of Danny DeVito's goons. He's the acrobat thug. Picture his eyes oh, with God. like mime makeup and the slicked back sure, hair okay. and like the leotard. Oh, Lord. One of the craziest dudes. Him and Vincent Schiavelli is the Gatlin gun <laughs> organ grinder. Yeah. Man, I'm watching that at 11 years old with my poor grandpa <laughs> in the theater. My grandpa taking me to the movies. He's like, what the hell is going on here? And I'm sitting here being like, 
Boy, this is a real test of me and Grandpa's relationship. I'm dragging him to some probably weird, shocking shit. Yeah, he's like, this isn't how I remember the My comics My Grandpa from is the watching 40s. Gregory Scott Cummins doing his crazy eyes, magic faces, and I'm just like, pick, you know, thanks for picking me up from Little League, Grandpa. Yeah, but love that. He keeps showing up, cliffhanger, you know. Again, cool. hack a lantern. Cool. cool guy. But the, the but, just oh, these him two, with the Mel Gibson Murtaugh mullet. ripoff. Dude. And, then, and it's like it's like what if uh, instead of loving the relationship between Riggs and Murtaugh, they're just like an old married couple who finish each other's yeah, sentences man. and Panama just bitch was, about the FBI the whole time. So in a lesser Rough. movie, if Action USA kind of sucked, Panama I think would be a memorable guy. Mm. He's because he's silly. He makes dumb dad joke puns. He's the cheesiest, like, well, that'll do it. Like, it's almost like he's <laughs> oh a sitcom God. kind of cop. Every time, every scene, he's like, real smooth, Osborne. Yeah, real it's, smooth. it's real, like, like hacky oh. shit. But it would come off very funny if we were watching a bad movie. Sadly, Action USA is potentially a really good movie. Right. And that's what I mean. They get outshined by... Hagen and Howell and the There's whole so other many old pros in half this of the movie that their cheesiness is really magnified mm-hmm. and it feels more like a boy you guys aren't quite hanging with all these like old exactly. kick-ass dudes whenever it cuts to Cameron Mitchell on like an old cell phone just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> over there you're just like oh man this is too good and then all the stunt work is just consistently top-notch mm-hmm. delivers insane and again that is such a trend with these 80s action movies that it's more of a jackass vibe of guys fucking making their dream projects because now I fell into some money. Right. It's impossible for me not to love it. I don't even really care about the plot to this movie, which is kind of convoluted. Well, neither and- do they. No one else does. <laughs> Nobody really like, does. The, the the woman who's just seen her boyfriend shot, the whole movie, she's like, you guys need to relax. Oh, my God. I'm she's hung- such she's, a, like- she's eating like she's I love for her. two. I love it. And even in the movie, the two guys are looking at each other like, this is the wrong character choice, right? Like, this, this, is- this woman is little. She picks up an odd duck. She's obviously insane. Because she's like this real weirdo Kelly Kapowski. She's like, I could take care of myself after literally just getting kidnapped. And every time she has a chance to take care of herself, she just screams bloody murder until someone <laughs> grabs her and carries her and off And she's somewhere. always, um, she feels like the kind of uh, person who's ma- turned into video games like oh, in a resident in like a, a resident game. Oh, evil my- game <laughs> eric I was, that is literally what was going through my head she is the character in resident evil 4 yeah. who you have to protect but she still gets kidnapped every now and then and, and- you have to grab her back 100 percent. carmen in this movie is the kind of girl in a, a video game who comes out of the shower in a motel room knowing they're they're being on the run She's just wearing a towel and says stuff like, what do you mean don't stand in front of this window? <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> You're like, God damn it, Ro- Carmen. <laughs> Work with us. Already just a pain in my ass. This woman is too strong-headed. It's insane. Yeah, it's like you and it is always just like, saw your boyfriend How many of these shot. fucking druids are going <laughs> to kidnap this girl? Seriously. Oh my god! I know but I exactly. love it. It's like why can't we just put her in a dumpster for half Man, the movie? I love it. Hide her away. I love these kind of movies, and it does them better than most. We've watched a lot of canon. One of the funniest, weakest, lamest uh, points of Invasion USA. 
a movie I adore. Mm. Talk about a movie with explosions and bodies. There's some peak genre. Yeah. But remember the woman character who was like the photojournalist? Yeah. The most easily disrespected and brushed off woman in history? The, the, the character who made the least amount of impact in any movie whatsoever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If... If that seems like when you're an editor and you've done enough of these shows and these movies where you're like, man, why do we keep writing this character? <laughs> like every person, she's always yeah. just coming in at the end of a scene. Like, what are you guys up to? Like the perfect person's like, man, we can just cut this person out cleanly in every take. Yeah. It's not a role in these movies that tends to get a lot of uh, care the way a cool villain or a cool stunt would go. Not as much well-written females. So for her to be so strong-willed and to be the one that's just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> like, is really just like, you know what? You do it, girl. I mean, there's a way to do that in the character and make it believable. She is just like insanely <laughs> unbelievable in everything she does. Like, I love literally it. getting grabbed and, <laughs> and thrown in a trunk and kidnapped. And then the next day is like... You guys need to relax. Yeah, she is so brushing it like, like dirt off her what shoulder. What are you doing? She is so oh. But also God bless her. to her credit, they don't really seem like they have a plan. Like they just are protecting her until some undetermined time. Yeah. Like they I stopped so It's very Yeah. I loved it just, our it William Smith movie. Film Festival. I loved it. It was the best way to spend a Saturday. Yeah. And this is one of those great era action movies where it's so fun and it's so good and has so many great performances. I can see why it's become this recent, like, it's, oh, it's, I love when this happens. So it's sold out so quickly at Vinegar Syndrome. Another distribution kind of site bought the rights and re-released their own Blu-ray of it. Holy shit. It's the kind of thing where the original Blu-ray of Christine was by a company that, that did 5,000 of them hmm. and sold out immediately. And then Fox said, oh, shit, we'll just release it on our own now. Right. When a great, People want this. When a great classic cult movie shows the studio, there's an audience for this. Mm -hmm. I love that that's still happening because I'll always get physical media. And the fact that Action USA is given such care, it deserves this kind of recent surge. I stopped paying attention to the plot 30 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. And I don't care. Because it had so many great instincts. You could tell the passion was just there. It was on, as you said, on the screen. Yeah, the point of the movie is not to worry about who's got what diamonds. Uh, it's a diamond heist thing. Yeah. But uh, I only know that because William Smith at the end of the movie says the word diamonds 40, oh my 49 God. times. This felt, <laughs> oh, what a beautiful find. The kind of thing that makes these kind of things just so joyous. I will watch William Smith. I'll, I'll watch this guy talk about anything. One of the just coolest guys. This had the feel of William Smith reading a line and them just using all of the takes without a cut. <laughs> exactly. And I loved it. Yeah. There was there must have been a direction at one point where they just said, "Will just say the word diamonds with your hand outstretched nine different ways." It's like that show and with we'll, Matt we'll Barry where he's a where he's an old actor that only gets like voiceover gigs now, and he's mm. bringing this thespian's presence to these. Right. Say it again, one more time. 
do it again. So the scene is William Smith, who's trying to get these diamonds back. And you just get the sense that off camera he's like, yeah, just try it a bunch of different ways. Exactly. And we'll, and we'll figure out which one we want to use. We used like six of them. We used them all. And it's just him going, diamonds. <laughs> diamonds. Diamonds. And then the last one, before it immediately cuts, is just him going, Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, yeah, he, the way he's asking the guy he's to give him like, the diamonds, kind of like doing the come hither motion, like hand him over. It, but it's kind of the diamonds. It's kind of like when like you're you're you got to get something out of the car, and you're like, can give me the keys? Give me like the yeah, keys. yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. Can Somebody's got them in their their backpack or yeah. purse, and you're like, hey, hey, hey you, you with, had the with keys, the fingers. Man. Hey, keys. Uh huh. That's him just going diamonds. <laughs> yeah, and him, yeah, the flat, like, just, like, eyes half-cocked, like, diamonds. Diamonds. <laughs> diamonds. Diamonds. This diamonds. era is filled with the kind of homemade joy of actors starting to move a split second into the start of the scene. We get a lot of that. We get a lot of guys who's, like... It looks like that guy fell. You know? <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a looks lot like of moments the, where you're like, Was that bike Ugh. supposed to fall onto that guy's leg? Like, that that didn't look planned. Um, yeah, there's a whole uh, great Texan bar fight scene where oh, dudes yeah. are just throwing each other. You're like, I don't know. That didn't look right. <laughs> I think they're just literally throwing each other around. What I respect so much about these stuntmen is, since they're just like, you know, they're not paid big bucks until you get a guy like Spiro Rosados who falls off a tall building for 20 years yeah. before eventually becoming, you know, the Marvel stunt, yeah. stunt coordinator. Like, well, all right, you made it to the to the pinnacle. Exactly. So, John Stewart... But a lot of these guys don't make it that far. Yeah, yeah. you gotta make money, man. And so you'll get a gig. You're all just basically dependent on whatever, and you hope a cool gig comes along next. Because you can't really afford to be turning down gigs, because mm-hmm. you get a rep as a guy who doesn't come to work, so it's a cutthroat. And I and I, so I, you're yeah. I you gotta get, think you only have so much time with a, your human body as a yeah, stuntman, man. right? I don't know how some of these. You ask me how a guy like Smith feels Smith that, is not doing the big falls in 1989 like he was doing in 1980 or whatever. Yeah, and the guy that gets punched out of the trailer in Fast Company, I don't know how many of those you can take right. before uh, your your ribs start barking. <laughs> yeah. And so you get a guy, John Stewart, want getting classy projects like the stunts in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a movie, a big budget movie that had cool stunt work. Probably the guy driving the car over uh-huh. uh, getting airborne, right? Exactly. Because there's a lot of that in this movie. But you are also obviously doing savage dawn and neon maniacs and <laughs> oh, Cre- yeah. and creepazoids which are all great movies but very different audiences than Ferris Bueller right and but you get stuff remember the great car scene in the hidden oh yeah absolutely which is very similar to maniac cop 2 that was him mhm mm-hmm. so sometimes you just hook up with the right director the right actors and Something special like Action USA happens. One thing about all these William Smith movies, no matter how consistently dynamic and watchable he is in every single thing, no matter how long any of the William Smith movies we've watched have been, they always felt 15 minutes too long. (laughs) Even if the movie was 80 minutes or two hours, it's like whatever there was, the right time is. So there's a middle portion where they're like, 
Look, we can't afford to risk everybody's neck. We need a cooldown period for the middle 20. That's when we get more uh, Gregory Scott doing some Mel Gibson mm-hmm. mullet hair waving. Yeah, they try to... And a lot of, like, uh, learning about each romance. other and... Yeah. yeah. There's a whole subplot of, like, we got to find out where Panama got his nickname from. Mm. And then it's, like, a sad story. You're like... Well, that, that's not they're, fun, they're Panama. To, they, yeah, <laughs> they on. they veer from a lethal weapon to the uh, to suddenly it's just like if a movie suddenly has a guy confronting his alcoholism <laughs> or his bad relationship with his dad, right. and it's like, can we just flip a car again? <laughs> I really got into the car flipping, and yeah, but, it turns out I don't care where your name came from, Panama. <laughs> Just flip a fucking yeah. car. When please. you realize just how little you do care about Panama. <laughs> exactly. The moment where they're the moment them. where you're giving you that character it's like, you know what, in this case, I think I'm good. I think I'm good, Panama. I want to learn more about uh Ho Cowl. I want to learn more about yeah, Hagen. Yeah, exactly. Let me learn more about those guys. I want to see a whole Give me more uh Cameron Mitchell. Cameron Mitchell is Yeah, he's he doesn't get enough. So William Smith, William is, Smith doesn't quite get enough in this. William one Smith is one of the best guys of actually uh, being a featured bad guy in a movie or a featured good guy. You know, he's a lead. My favorite kind of Cameron Mitchell presence is he's more of the guy that clearly does a lot of scenes without anybody else in the movie. <laughs> right. So you know, so many of these great short Cameron Mitchell roles were like. Oh, I did a movie with William Smith? Huh. Great. Like, yeah. he never meets most of the cast of right. these movies. I was in a hot tub for the two days that yeah. I was filming. So, he, yeah, he comes in for, like, Smith's two afternoon shoots. This, yeah. But he gets these, since he's got such a great face, that big, round face, and that great, like, you know, demeanor, mm-hmm. he's the perfect kind of guy to bring in for probably, you know, four grand to do two afternoons of work. One in the treadmill scene, one in the hot tub scene. Oh, and one of my scenes is with two naked babes <laughs> with free cigars. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can come in on a Wednesday. But it's such a boost to the movie to have those guys. And they do such a great job of peppering them all throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. We've watched so many movies where I've watched direct-to-video 2010s action movies with Robert Forster in them and Robert Forster shows up for five minutes at the end as like the military colonel that's like you did real good here sergeant you know we've seen William Smith movies like that too he helicopters in for one scene right but Action USA is really good about okay we got two Cameron Mitchell scenes we got four Hocal scenes we got five William and they're good at just staggering them mm-hmm. so you're always getting somebody really good to play off of in this scene it just keeps the quality level way higher stretches the budget smart smart yeah and it just makes it super fun i can see why it has had this deserved resurgence uh well now it's, it's, it's now available it's gonna now. get even a bigger resurgence thanks to us oh we're just yeah it. we're boosting this you're about to get the um, bump here but it's it's available it's now really easy to find Right, mm-hmm. it's on. It was on Tubi or uh, something. Well, I I saw. Oh, you saw that. Okay, okay, tell this. Well, yeah. So we we did watch the Blu-ray. Uh, right, a Vinegar, little while the ago. The great. 
So I forget we, we who paid uh, our money. Everyone yeah. got their money. Oh, it's worth it. Uh, it's a gorgeous. But it's I one did, of my favorites. I did find like a, a YouTube channel called like shit exploitation or something. <laughs> schlock schlock exploitation. Sure. Schlock exploitation. Sure. Uh, but they had like a fifty-nine minute cut of it. Yeah. You straight, know, ripped straight I bet from a, an a old fifty-nine VHS. minute cut of this is probably one of the tightest hours of of action and kick-ass moments that you could you could cobble together. It was pretty good. I'm not saying this is not a movie that does not deserve to be 90 minutes. It's such a cut above an already very fun genre that I love. It's it's one of the standouts. Mm-hmm. It it earns its new cult status. But a 60 minute version, <laughs> holy shit! Because this movie has Tighten some of the up. greatest stunts. And if that was all, man, my heart would be, I would be out of breath at the end of this movie. <laughs> oh. It's really great. It's, it's out there now. It's a good ride. Uh, it, it's up in that same kind of DIY. It's a step above Deadbeat at Dawn sure. in the in the budget department. But that same kind of, we're making a movie. And it had such a specific vision. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I, can, this, I fall in love with stuff like this. This is why I watch movies. For Action USA. There you go. We should we should cover all the something USA movies. Yeah, what people else? love our Invasion USA episode. Maybe we have to now. Then we have to get into like the American Samurai series or something. Mm, okay. That could be fun. Sure, but yeah, there's. I'm sure there's a whole USA. We'll hit them up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do the random draws of the USA flicks. We're very patriotic that way. Yeah, we like to celebrate. This is this how country. I celebrate this country with, with Action USA. <laughs> yeah, it came to this. It did. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Good night. <laughs>